Hello and welcome to Real Talk, Real Women. Today, Crystal Holm is making us the honor of her presence. She is, let me read that, she is a feng shui master, interior designer, and clutter expert who helps work from home entrepreneurs turn their spaces into offices they love to work in, even if they suck at it. Using her proprietary framework to as a designed life method, mind, body, soul, and home, she helps her clients declutter and design a workspace that empowers them to create the life and business that they want. Crystal shows women how to use their workspace in a 3D as a 3D vision board to help them design who they are becoming and the life they want with it right into their space. Beautiful. Thank you, Crystal, for being here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. That's amazing. So today's topic is decluttering to heal your mind, body, soul, and home. My first question is, imagine someone who has never heard of you, who doesn't know you. How would you share your life journey, I know it doesn't make you justice, I'm sorry about that, in a five minutes version with just a big events of your life to have like a sketch idea of who you, of your life journey, especially for Real Talk Real Women, where we share about breaking the silence around abuse, where we share about those heavy experiences that we had to show that there is a better life afterwards. Yeah, sure, of course. Um, so me, <laughs> well, I grew up in a, a very abusive home. Um, my, my, parents, my parents divorced when I was eight um, and they both remarried rather quickly. My, my mother remarried a violently abusive alcoholic pedophile. Um, I, I, I told her, actually I told her before they married, who who he was what he was doing and and um she she called me a liar um she called me a liar she covered it up she took me to a psychiatrist and told him I wouldn't stop lying about being abused <laughs> and so every every time I would try to talk to him about what was going on and, and being abused he would come back at me in response to you know just things like, well, this is, you have to adjust and you're, you know, calling me a liar and, and you know, shaming me for talking really. Um, and so <laughs> I, I learned nobody was really ever gonna help or listen. Um, I just really was on my own and I had to just fight back all, all by myself. Um, I. I gave my mom an ultimatum at that point, like it's him or me. Um, and she chose him. And so I, from there, I really started looking for different example of what type of woman I wanted to be. Right. I, I decided like at nine, <laughs> I wasn't going to be anything like my mother. Um, and who else could I be like? Um, but I was fortunate to have my dad remarry 
also to the most amazing woman who, yeah, who taught me, she sort of introduced me to the ideas of magic, (laughs) manifesting something different in, Mm. in your life. Um, And for me at that age and in that time, that was kind of my only way of escaping. Um, You know, I, there wasn't a way to escape your parents <laughs> when you're little. Um, and even when I tried, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't manifest for any real length of time. Right. I go to my dad's for a bit. I had a little bit of salvation, but not enough. Um, I turned 18. I, you know, ended up, well, I had kids right away, very young teenage mom, just like my mom oh. and wound up in several abusive relationships in a row, you know, cause that's all I knew. Um, and it was really more after I left, I would say the third relationship where I was just like, I'm done with this sort of thing. I'm, I'm miserably unhappy with my life. Um, nothing is what I wanted. Nothing is what I dreamed of when I was a child. Um, I didn't have like the career I wanted, the life I wanted, the relationships I wanted, the like nothing, none of, none of my results in the world, right? The house I lived in, the car I drove, the nothing, um, about my life. And so I really was like, I, I, I want something different and just sort of started building and a new life. I went back to school. Um, it took me a while to decide. I, um, I debated between forensic psychology and studying sociopaths and psychopaths, um, or interior design. (laughs) And I know they don't sound really related, but they are, they are related they are and for me interior design had always been sort of just one just like a natural love that I had but just something that I did all the time I always rearranged my room when I was a kid that was my one safe space right um I always helped my girlfriends right as a teenager I was like hey come help me paint come help me rearrange let's do this let's do that you know even as an adult um and the whole time I was sitting there in my depression, trying to figure out what I should do with my life, you know, for six months on the sofa in my sweatpants, I, I did nothing but watch interior design shows and still was like, what should I do with my life? Um, but eventually I figured that out and I went to school to become an interior designer. Um, and in my psychology class, I had to write a paper about a psychology paper or something related to my field of study. Um, I chose to write my paper on feng shui, which I'd heard about, but didn't know a lot about yet. Um, I, but I just knew it was in alignment with all of the energy magic stuff that had been a passion of mine since childhood. Um, and I really fell in love with it. I was thoroughly confused, but I really fell in love with it. And I just felt like this could be the thing that might finally work, you know, to help me change my life. Um, if I could get the energy 
flowing the right way to get into alignment with it. Um, and you kind of got to, you know, fast forward. I went into my career, you know, I fell in love with doing all of that. I started my own business <laughs> and then I got hurt. Um, I actually like, I was still in the process of like, I had a job, but I had a business on the side and I was hurt at my job. Um, and so then I had this giant workman's comp battle. Okay, so when you lasted. say hurt, hurt, you mm -hmm. say like injured physically? Yes, physically. Oh, I this tore, is what you mean. Okay. Yeah, I tore a tendon in my groin. No, that hurts too much. That hurts yeah. too much. And then you yeah. cannot sit, you cannot lie, you can, oh my God. Yeah. Well, when it, when it happened, it's funny. Like I felt it, I heard it. I knew I had done something, but, um, it, <laughs> it didn't hurt that bad. I have a pretty high pain tolerance, which I never really took into consideration. Like my whole lifetime of abuse and building up this tolerance of accepting pain and not ever seeking help or healing or treatment or self-care or any of that. Um, yeah, I just kept going. Uh, I reported it to my boss. I was like, yeah, I hurt something, but they asked if I wanted to go to the doctor and I was like, no, I'm, I'm think I'm okay. I'm, I'm, we'll see. It took me a month to finally go to the doctor. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the time that happened, right. The I had caused, I had caused enough damage, right. From just continuing to work that mm -hmm. they really couldn't diagnose it. Mm -hmm. um, but then also workman's comp wouldn't like, they just kept denying. They're like, you're making this up. You're lying. <laughs> Again. Right? Like, so Manifestations like, just continues. Right. You have to prove, right. Cause that's what workman's comp is in this country. Um, meaning USA. I, I, meaning the United States. Yes. This is worst country in the world to live in. <laughs> I have to, I'll be honest. I'm American. We are awful. Uh. Uh, here, uh, this, yeah. Oh so God. it was prove it, prove it. And I mean, they would send camera people around to stalk me and take pictures of me trying to prove that I wasn't injured, right? That's just what they do here. Workman's comp people, but they would deny any request of my doctor to send me to like a specialist or this person or that person. Um, it, it was a huge battle. I had an attorney. It was, they ran off every doctor that tried to help me. I was forced to five separate independent medical doctors, um, all of whom were paid by the insurance company literally to tell them that I'm lying. Um, so it took a year and a half to diagnose what I had done. Um, and then it took almost another year and a half for me to get surgery. Um, because, yeah, because it's called a sports hernia for some dumb reason. So then the insurance people look at it and say, oh, it's a hernia. That's cosmetic and you don't need surgery. So yeah, that sounds wrong. <laughs> it is wrong. It is totally wrong. And so it was finally after, you know, all these deny. Oh, then during this year and a half, they also changed my insurance three different times so that every time I was getting close to approval, they'd change my insurance. So then I'd have to start the process over again. Um, yeah. 
And so then when I finally got denied, my shirt, my surgeon was able to call and explain to them, yeah, no, sports hernia is just a real stupid word to describe the fact that she tore a tendon in her groin and she hasn't been able to walk for three years. Um, you know, her body is essentially atrophied into stone. Like, cause I was still walking, like I couldn't not walk. Um, you know, I can go to the store and take a little like motorized cart to get around, but I couldn't get a wheelchair from the doctor because I couldn't even get a doctor's appointment, you know, like, um, but it, it, I was on my own again. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to have to heal myself because if I don't do something, I'm literally going to be in a wheelchair forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and nobody seems to care. Well, except for my attorney, right. And any doctor who actually cares gets driven off by these horrid people who work for the insurance company because it's all about money for them um yeah so i have a question for you mm-hmm. listening to all these ups and downs and hardship and 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 unbelievable situations there is a moment when your mind shifts and you say oh my gosh what am i believing what should i change what is my shift I cannot do that anymore it's over what was that shift moment when after all this because you had clearly beside a uh, a three beside a father a mother I sorry besides parents which were abusive at the origin then your father remarries to a fairy lady wonderful and then three abusive marriage and then this injury and all this fight all this abusive and toxic relationship with work camp and uh insurance company there is a time when you say enough is enough yeah what is that moment in time for you um that was it when when i was like when when i had the realization that these people sitting behind this desk at this insurance company, they really did not care about me in any way, shape or form. I was just a number to them. And I was gonna wind up in a wheelchair forever if they, if I didn't you know, own it and do something about it. And that was just like, I'm, I'm done. I am done with all of you, like just nope. I don't, I've been on my own since I was, you know, eight. I've got this. I can take care of this by myself. And I was angry. I was, I was livid, actually. I wasn't just angry. Like I was livid at that point. I was just like, you know, you are a person sitting there at your desk, just signing my life away without a care in the world. And I was just so mad. Um, and I, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start changing this. I, I had, my answer was to, to actually start taking care of myself mm-hmm. for the That's first true. time. Like, in my, uh-huh. well, I mean, not the, for the first time I had tried, right. I had tried to start a yoga practice for years. Um, every time I would, I'd maybe last for a few months, but then I would fall off again and I couldn't really make it stick. But during the times that I would do it, it would make my body feel better. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try it. I'm going to like, I'm determined at this point. I, 
like it's life or death right mm, there is, is no is. there is no more just i don't feel like it today mm-hmm. um and, and talking myself out of it on those mornings it became yeah i don't feel like it today but if you don't you might never walk again so yeah it was so this time you had a strong enough motivation to stick with it even yeah on bad days and, right and and enough anger fueling it to 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 just keep going um and and i i knew like that i had failed so many times before that i was like okay let me let me just try to figure out a way that i can you know like make it work like let me instead of going to like i'm going to go to this hour and a half long class at the thing and you know everything that made me not go I did the opposite, mm. right? I was like, I'm not going anywhere. First of all, I can't really go anywhere. I can barely walk, let alone drive myself to somewhere, to a studio where there's gonna be a whole bunch of other people, right? Um, and I'm gonna, I'm in pain. Like, I don't want, I just want to be alone at home, taking care of myself in my little cave, you know, where I felt safe. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I found a, I found like a YouTube series and I just started watching them every day and very slowly, just, yeah, I was just very slowly, a little bit at a time. And once I was consistent with, okay, I got, you know, this little bit, then I'd I'd make it longer and longer. And then pretty soon I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing good. Like I'm on a roll here. Let's, um, let's build it up. Let's, um, let's keep going. And then eventually <laughs> I, I got surgery. Um, that was, let's see, I started doing yoga in, it was almost two years, <laughs> right? Wow. It was almost two years there before. Um, cause I started doing yoga about six months after, after my injury. Okay. Um, but yeah. So was, as so was, three years passed from the, mm-hmm. from the injury, to the um, surgery, injury, surgery. Yeah. So, and you started six months. So you you were two years and a half into yoga to help you move and to teach your body to safely Mm -hmm. move until Mm -hmm. you were able to move more and more, like teaching new neuronal pathway about Mm -hmm. your movements in your brain through yoga. That's, that's gorgeous. That, that's beautiful. That is a real self-care practice. Yeah. Awesome. So today's topic is um, decluttering to heal your mind, body, and home. And I'm also mentioning here, your freebie is on the URL declutter your mindset. And when you think about declutter, your mindset you put together exactly psychology and into your design or into your cleanliness i mean we (laughs) we have to start somewhere right yeah now you have gone through two and a half years of yoga you got your surgery then you have to heal after surgery as well anyway so that yeah, is yeah. another, I don't know how long, but like not a one day. <laughs> no, I, I missed about five days of yoga, but then I couldn't do 
what I used to do anymore, right? I was following these same videos for two years. I couldn't do them anymore because I, like I had had surgery, right? I could only do something else. So it sort of evolved then into even a deeper healing practice that's much more personal and not just taught by somebody else. It's literally my body teaching me what my body needs every single day. Um, yeah. So, so how do you help our audience declutter? Because we can imagine that when you live in a toxic relationship, may it be with someone, may it be with uh, uh, insurance and other organizations, may it be with depression. I mean, at the end of the day, an abusive and toxic relationship, you even have it with yourself. You do. And I do. Yeah, and it's hard to acknowledge that, but it's true. You know, in, in, in French, we have, I had, I, I was used to say always the same small sentence, which was, if I do not abuse myself, and then I would continue with, uh, I think, I don't know what, uh, today is uh, 14th, something. But if I do not abuse myself, first of all, the universe get rid of the do not. So if I abuse myself, so basically the words I was using to say in order to mean, if I'm not wrong, this is what it meant. That abuse starts with oneself, with mm -hmm. ourselves, and then mirrors in others. And when we start with a mother, with abusive, in every way, so, 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 so your path and other things, you build yourself through self-blame, mm -hmm. accusation, guilt, and everything. Yeah. That is negative. Yeah. So you, 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 you create that soil to manifest in your life. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. So when you go to the healing journey, yeah. you have to go back at the very beginning, at, the, at nine years old, when you realize, oh my gosh, I will never be anything like my mother. Yes. Decluttering your mindset, how do you go about that? Because now it's like psychology and home. Yeah, well, I mean, it, for me, it started, you know, a good 10 years before this injury happened, right? I had started that part of my healing journey, trying to, to get past those things. Um, the, when I had the injury, that was sort of the catalyst that led to that next part. I was very stuck physically, right, in my body, but my, my space was stuck too. I couldn't clean, I couldn't do anything, but I've never, I'd never had a problem with like clutter in my own space. I'd been taking clients for years, coaching them through their clutter, right? But I'd never had this little struggle before. And then, you know, I was sort of face to face with it, you know, after about a year of, and it was just like getting started. And it was really, it's just, it was digging into that, like you say, the, the psychology of of what is clutter? Um, what is it telling you? What is, and I had to get there. Um, I, I went through, it was, it was funny. It was about, about a year and a half after my injury, right? I had 
I had started my own company. I was working with a coach and she had in fact invited me to do a bunch of live streams, right? To grow my business. Um, but I wanted to make them useful for my audience. I didn't just want to do 30 days of getting on camera and talking about nothing. Um, so I decided I would do this spring cleaning thing for the month of May to declutter. Um, and I had, I, I took, <laughs> I still couldn't move very well. I was, but you know, I, I could sit in my own living room and just like do this one thing a day, just one thing in under 15 minutes. I mean, some of them were under five minutes. Um, and I literally did a 30-day declutter of my own space live stream and was inviting people to do it with me. And those shifts that I had energetically experienced um, was something different for me. Like I had talked other people through it, but never quite experienced the shift on personally. So I couldn't explain it to them because I, you know what I mean? So when I got to finally experience it myself, it shifted everything for me in now how I approached talking to my clients, right? It was, um, it was almost like an on the job PhD kind of moment where it was like everything I had learned for two decades just sort of came out in this thing that was like, oh, this is, this is how I do it. Oh my God. Like it was a light bulb moment that went on. Of, oh, wow. This is what I do. Like, you know, like I'd never been consciously aware of my own process before, but when I stopped and really thought about it, it made me slow down too. Right. Because I was a throwaway kid, right? It's me or him. Well, she chose him. And every day after that, it was, a, well, we'd get rid of you if we could, but not to your father, because we don't want you to be happy. We want you to be here and miserable because we hate you. Um, and I hate you too. And so there was that, that I mean, constant. That was and, a conversation going on, like the, the oral real conversation between you and mother. Yeah, me and, and my stepfather, constant. Like my stepfather would tell me all the time how, yeah, if I didn't have, if you didn't have to live here, if I would get rid of you, like it, 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 you're only here because I, you, I have to, you know, but yeah, they definitely weren't it's such me an go. awful song <laughs> to grow up in and to build yourself. So you were crushed from day one. Yeah. Crushed emotionally. Yeah. My and mother is, yeah, my mother is definitely that. a, yeah, she's a malignant narcissist and yeah. a, and a, and a sociopath, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, being born to someone who is, I mean, she's a female Donald Trump. She's, she only thinks about herself yes, and yes. what matters to her. Yes. And, and she's, a, she's a victim parent. Like she being born to someone like that, you, yeah, you are planted in absolute toxic soil. It's growing up in a cesspool. Yeah. You just, I just, I mean, I grew up in a cesspool. Like, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's very toxic to grow up in. So but I couldn't, so it was easy for me to declutter things because I didn't, right? That was my own psychology. Nothing matters because you don't matter. Mm -hmm. 
But when I started to look at my own decluttering process as I was teaching it, like, but it was like live because I was just doing these little tiny segments Mm of, we're just going to do this one thing. And I would talk about these things in a way that I had done, like I talk about it here and then here and here, but all of a sudden I was like, boom, 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 boom. And I lined it up myself just like, oh, wow, holy holy crap. <laughs> like, yeah. It, and it was the beginning of like, when I created my own method, it changed everything about how I do things because I understood from a feng shui point, the energy and the clutter, but I never quite made that leap to really how deeply ingrained that the mental and emotional connection to the physical clutter is until I was literally pulling it out and doing it like live on camera for people where it was just like, oh, yep. Okay. I got it now. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like a few steps forward because I mean, what your story is amazing. And so far, and I got, I don't know, 30 plus episodes into books so far. That story is the first of its kind in my show. And it's like so interesting. And I'm thinking about our audience who are victims hiding in plain sight. You cannot recognize them. You do not know who that is because it can be anybody. Because potentially you cannot know. So I imagine all these ladies and all these men and all these everything in between LGBTQ, of course, always welcome. It's like, okay. She healed herself through decluttering her home five or 15 minutes a day live on whatever platform, probably Facebook, right? Yeah, it was Facebook. Okay. That was the start. I I did it in five minutes a day. I mean, that was years ago. I still do the work all day, every day. It's gorgeous. So now imagining giving our audience an actionable advice to follow your footprint, would it be, well, talk about how you feel, maybe one element every single day, live in your group so that you choose who listens to you? So not everyone can listen to you on your Facebook group or something, or maybe declutter your house, that could be very good, or maybe something of value to you that you could do every day five to 15 minutes or maybe you do your tapping meditation during doing doing it live so that other people follow you along a healing something or maybe yoga but like coming live every day five to 15 minutes and doing a process that heals Mm -hmm. and actually you may start your healing journey at that moment in time still living in whatever abusive or toxic relationship you're living in. How about that? Yeah, you just, it starts with one step. Like, I mean, even when I was in abusive relationships, I I feel like, I used to think that, you know, my healing journey started at here. And then I was like, oh, maybe it started here. And maybe, I, how do I pinpoint like where I actually think my healing journey started the moment I decided I will never be like you. I believe so. 
At nine years old. And it took me all of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm still working on it. <laughs> it's not. It's a, okay. It's, it's okay. It's, a, it's an evolutionary thing. Yes. But yeah. It's. It definitely started. I. I will. I will tell you this story. It definitely started with me sharing and talking and being visible right because part of mine for me was was hiding right my one yeah right well and of course I was trained to hide and always be perfect right so because if you're not perfect then people might suspect that there's something wrong (laughs) and so I mean that's part of it right you have to be perfect because if people suspect people get suspicious they will find out that something is wrong and this is um, the, what you experience then with the insurance, like suspecting that you are just like making it right. up, like, yeah, of course you can make up right. and growing insurance. But it's sure. right. And it filled me with proving energy for my whole life. It was always, yes. always having to prove myself, prove myself, every job, every relationship, every, everything was, I have to prove myself, I have to prove myself, I have to prove oh, myself, God. right? Constant, which is exhausting. It is. Yeah. I totally forgot your question. <laughs> we went off on a tangent now and I forgot your question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to give an actionable step, an actionable advice to our audience based on your story. Um, Maybe something definitely, like going live every day. Yeah. Um, I, I had started to say um, the letting it out right? Doing, you have to get it out, right? That's, decluttering is a big part of that. I definitely, that is, I think decluttering every day. You have to get rid of the physical things that are reflecting to you and mirroring to you all of the mental and emotional stuff that's keeping you stuck where you are right now. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that is an amazing advice because that is going baby step after baby step a little bit every day, building consistency, regularity, building trust. And you become your own accountability partner or you go on Facebook in your own group where you declutter your life. Life, because that has been a life-changing moment for you. These 30 days live have, trans- have have made you feel the healing and the shift, decluttering one thing after another, especially when you couldn't really move around with your injury. Right. Well, and the thing is, right, there was, I had a, I didn't, <laughs> I never wanted people to call me a, like a clutter expert or to, to be like, Crystal knows about decluttering. I fought that really hard, right? When I, when I started my company, my, I hired a coach and she would say stuff like that. Like, talk about decluttering. You know so much about clutter and decluttering. And, and I was just like, no, I would not take that title. Like I refused it over and over and over again. Um, I was adamant that I was like, no, I will be an interior designer. I will be feng shui master. Do not affiliate me with the clutter. Um, and it wasn't until I really got through the work that I was, and I, and I would hear it in my clients too. There's so much shame 
and I was carrying my own still. Like I didn't like the shame around clutter that I was just like, oh, oh it's, I it's, it's, it's gigantic. It's gigantic. And I was so just from, thinking, am I going to show you my clutter so that we talk about that? And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. Immediately, I people, like, no. Right. I get clients that will get on with me like you and I are and want to have a call about working together and will be so ashamed that they will have a screensaver up, up so that I can't see their their space. I'm like, we're trying to talk about your workspace and you are so ashamed you won't let me see it. There's so much shame around clutter. And I had so much buried so deep down in there that um, and hiding with the perfection that I couldn't, I, I couldn't even allow people to say that I'm an expert in clutter. Like I had too much shame around that or too much, I don't know, something I'm better than you, which was something from my mother too, right? Yes. The, if I was a clutter expert, I wasn't good enough. As an interior designer, I was better than a clutter expert. Okay, so it's right? a question of perceived status. Exactly. That was okay. something that I had carried from my mother and stuff. So I had a lot of, yeah. So I think doing the decluttering sort of live on air was very cathartic in, mm -hmm. in dealing with the shame. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause, because I was like, I was very honest, you know, like, Hey, look, I, <laughs> this is a box. I haven't gone. Like here's a box of papers that I haven't gone through in a year. Right. Only one. All, well, it was all paperwork dealing with the with the injury and all Which stuff from the insurance hurts. and I know. And then and so it was stuff that I refused to like face. I would just throw them in this box. Right. And so as I was, I was having to face my own clutter and really come face to face with all of that stuff. I all of the that. prove that you're not. And so it it really allowed me to face not just the trauma I was going through in that moment with having to fight for my life, mm -hmm. but it, it really was, it was so mirroring of my childhood mm -hmm. where I also felt like I was fighting for my life mm -hmm. that it was, it just really allowed me to, to just take everything that I'd spent like 10 years too. doing mm -hmm. to just do. So yeah, I think that's do it that's live. That's amazing. Thank you. So Thank you immensely for today's conversation, which is totally out of the ordinary of what we have usually, but which is so deep and powerful and really addresses mind, body, soul, home. Like for real. It's like, oh, we got something good here. <laughs> okay, how to get the hold on you? So Crystal Home. K R Y S T A L. So listen again. K, not C. R Y S T A L, Holm, H O L M. So you can go on YouTube. The short link is bit.ly, so bit.ly forward slash watch crystal TV. Your Facebook is facebook.com slash feng shui crystal. Your Instagram is instagram.com slash crystal.hall and of course website crystal.com easy right and everything is, is in the description anyway that if you need to update and upgrade and, and change that over time just send me an email and I update that, update that even years from now so that everybody can get a hold of you 
even five or ten years from now. Right? Sounds good. Good. Yeah, this the story won't ever change. <laughs> yes. And but but people will evolve at their own pace, and this is what we embrace. Yeah, and decluttering allows you to do it at your own pace. Mm -hmm. It lets you heal at your speed, mm -hmm. right? Because you're the one in control. Love it. Yeah. Thank you, Crystal, for being on air with us today. And uh, I really wish you all the best and all the happiness in the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. Talk to you later.